Welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> Lil Baron. <laughs> I know. How crazy. are you doing? I'm good. How good, are you? Good, good. I mean, other than the fact that, not other than, but it's just a fact. We're in the middle of this global pandemic. <laughs> I know. It takes up so much of our time to talk about it, doesn't it? Yeah. I think we're all excited for the next step, whatever it whatever is, that as, as long step. as it's a step forward, <laughs> That's right? That's right. But if, if anything, COVID-19 has brought our, I would say, our individual as well as our collective health and wellness to the forefront yes. of our minds, right? Yes. We do spend a lot of time talking about case counts and yeah. sanitation and unknown long-term effects yeah. and hope for a vaccine. <laughs> like we're spending a lot of time talking about that. These are important. I don't want to downplay Wait, and who has the cutest mask? <laughs> There's another thing that we spend time talking about for sure, right? All these things that we never thought we would ever have come out of our mouths, right. uh, not much less the COVID-19, <laughs> right? Right. So listen, all these things are important, especially right. the cute masks. Right. Those are super <laughs> important. But today, Lil, I want to share some thoughts on just some basic, simple things that can really help us enjoy and live the active life. Okay. Health and wellness okay. at its most basic, right? Okay. A few ideas. I picked out a couple of common sense reminders, but also a couple of things that maybe you haven't thought of. These came from uh, an article called 50 Ways to Be a Healthier Person. I found it at 24-7 Tempo and... Uh, some of the, some of these are good. Okay. Just, just a couple of thoughts, right? All right. The first one is probably one that you haven't thought of. Okay. So ways to be a healthy person. Number one, make your bedroom cool at night. Oh, is that one you thought of? Uh, no. Do you, do you like to sleep warm or no, cold? No, I'm, I like it cold. Yeah. Well, actually cooling <laughs> down your bedroom is going to help you get a better night's sleep. Oh, good. That's according to Dr. Kent Smith of Sleep Dallas. He is a dental sleep medicine uh, practitioner and the president of the American Sleep and Breathing Academy. He says, the body's designed to sleep better at cooler temperatures. In fact, our temperature naturally drops in the evening to help us prepare for sleep. Smith said that for most people, the optimal sleeping temperature is between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, oh, do, do you sleep that cool? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, I know you, to, to you, cool is probably like 76, yeah. 75. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's probably relative, but they're saying uh, they recommend between 60 and 67, which is pretty cool. That is cool. I think we, we like to keep our room cool, but I'm not sure that we keep it that cool. Yeah. So Ooh. anyway, once maybe one I need it about, more cold because maybe I have maybe. time sleeping. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. Hmm. This next one's a big one, and okay. that is to eat smaller portions. Oh, okay. Just, again, just general yeah. health and wellness stuff. Yeah. Portion sizes at many restaurants are enough for more than one person. Yes. If we're honest with ourselves, right? Yes. Control your portion size by ordering an appetizer or a small plate instead of an entree, or you can share that entree with a friend or a partner. Populate at least half your plate with vegetables and then replace the starch on your plate with non-starchy vegetables. Oh. There's some things to think about. Yeah. The next one's a pretty easy one, and that is to drink water. Okay. We, we got to get our water, yep. right? A lot of times we're walking around dehydrated. Right. Uh, but drinking water helps your kidneys function properly and helps prevent painful kidney stones, constipation, dehydration. By replacing sugary drinks with water, you can also reduce your risk of obesity. Oh. Oh, so nice. drink your water. Here's the last one. <laughs> okay. and this is this is not to do with water, but it's to look at the glass half full. Okay. Right? Yeah, I like so that. So we need to fight negative thoughts and replace them with positive ones. Try to always look at the bright side by following negative thoughts. Excuse me. 
By following negative thoughts with positive ones, you're training your brain to relax, increase positive emotions, and build happiness. A study by the University of Wisconsin-Madison found that simply, this is, this is interesting, simply perceiving stress as a good thing can reduce its negative effects. Wow. So if instead of just like, you know, focusing on, oh, it's so stressful yeah. or, or whatever's going on and, and hey, there's plenty of stress, <laughs> yes. plenty of stress out there. So it's not necessarily saying that, oh, everything's good and I don't have any problems, but recognizing that stress can be a good thing, mm -hmm. just recognizing that in your brain mm -hmm. uh, can reduce some of its negative effects. That's data from a 29,000 person study. Uh, it wow. showed that those who took stress in stride were healthier. So there you go. Okay. Just a few ideas on uh, how we can live the active life. I need to be colder. <laughs> I know you're cold all the time. So maybe you get another. Yeah. But today's guest is Melanie Palacio. Melanie is a certified holistic nutritionist and founder of Live Well, Love Food Nutrition. Oh, I like that. Live yeah. Well, Love Food. She's also certified as a functional diagnostic practitioner, certified personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and a yoga sculpt instructor through Core Power Yoga. She stays pretty busy. Yeah. Melanie specializes in digestive health, stress management, food sensitivities, and uses advanced lab testing to help uncover the root causes of imbalances in the body. Melanie, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. What, what did you think? This is kind of your area. What did you think about those four suggestions? Any of those ring true with you? Yes, absolutely. Smaller portion sizes are always good. Um, and drinking water. Drinking water is so important uh, for everyone. It's water is life. And so drinking water will help in many areas of your life as far as digestion, helping you look younger, um, oh, and just basically giving your body what it needs as far as, you know, keeping everything lubricated and so on. So it's very important that that was a good one. I know that's one that's easy to overlook. And yeah. we've talked about that on the show before. It is. What, you said water is life. I mean, our body is made up mostly of water, really. Mm -hmm. we got to, uh, we got to drink the water, you know, we just got to make yeah. sure that. So. Well, yeah. I think that, you know, for as far as water, I'm sorry, as far as, you know, to, dress up your water. Cucumber water is great. Putting berries in your water. Um, I've told my clients before, you know, water is not like the most tasty beverage, right. you know, <laughs> but if you can add something to it, like cucumbers, lemons, you know, things like that, it really does help, um, you know, get that water in your system and, and drink, you know, what you're supposed to as far as ounces every single day. Yeah. And then, like you said, there's so many benefits right. from digestion, mm -hmm. skin health and everything. So get that water. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Today, Melanie, we wanted to visit with you uh, about another health and wellness topic, and that is bone health. Now we've, yes. we've touched before on, on the importance of, um, you know, keeping your bones healthy and, and risks of fall and osteoporosis and a few of those things, but I'm excited to dig a little bit deeper into it with you. So, so let's jump in. What, what do we need to know about keeping our bones and our skeletal system healthy? Well, first of all, you know, our bones are continually changing throughout our lives. So when we are very young, our new bone is made and old bone is broken down. And when at that point in our life, when we are young, our bodies make new bone faster than it breaks down old bone, which means that we have an increased bone mass. However, by age 30, we reach our peak bone mass. And so unfortunately, we start to lose slightly more bone than we gain. Mm -hmm. 
And so our bodies, you know, continue to do this. And as we become older, our bones become thinner and weaker. Um, especially for women, um, osteoporosis is, uh, is something that women are more at risk for than men. And as you may or may not know, osteoporosis is where the body loses too much bone or makes too little. Um, the bone is also um, getting too porous. And the reason that women are more at risk at this is because of menopause. Menopause, unfortunately, plays a big part in us, you know, losing our bone mass, uh, losing our bone destiny because of the lack of estrogen we have. So it's, it's important for men and women, but it's specifically important for women that, you know, we maintain our bone mass and we really focus on our bone health as we get older. According to the International Osteoporosis Foundation, um, osteoporosis affects approximately one in 10 women aged 60, two in 10 women aged 70, and four in 10 women aged 80. So it's, you know, far more prevalent in, in women than in men. So, you know, what, what, about those, uh, those percentages, I mean, you know, as, as, as those age groups increase, Mm -hmm. you're looking at significant numbers there right. like that's that's a big mm-hmm. six out of ten in uh, 80 and over is a lot mm-hmm. of people so um yeah. That's an issue yeah something yeah. we need to be aware of yeah yeah it's important I, I think that you know when women enter menopause it's kind of the last thing they think of maybe you know there's a lot of hip injuries that happen when we become older and you know whatever we can do to prevent that is very much worth doing so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so let's jump into that just a little bit. I, I've heard this. Uh, okay. you, you mentioned the the statistic of after the age of thirty, you start to lose your bone mass as well. <laughs> That's one that I'm familiar with. Um, and then of course I, I did know I was aware that that women are more susceptible. Uh, is it just inevitable? Is it just like that has to be the way that it is? And eventually we all result in broken hips and, and <laughs> or, or what can we do? Yeah to uh, avoid some of the the downfalls? Yeah, so great question. There are some biggies. There are some really great supplements that you can take that will help, you know, in coming years, uh, increase your bone density, increase your bone mass. Uh, Now, of course, you're not going to slow down the aging process, unfortunately. But the following supplements are some biggies that um, are really good for you. And, and, you know, you can get these through supplementation, you can get them through food, and we'll cover both of those. So the first one is vitamin D3. Uh, Vitamin D um, is not only does it boost your immune system, and it also plays a role in building up your cholesterol. So it's a very important vitamin. Um, It also plays a role in the absorption of calcium and phosphorus. So it's important. Um, It's not found in a lot of foods naturally. So supplementation may be necessary. And um, as you probably know, a lot of your vitamin D synthesis comes from the sun. So getting outside and making sure you have some outdoor time and getting that sun is really important. And we'll talk about some of the foods that are in vitamin D, but a lot of people um, statistically show that they are low in vitamin D. So if you happen to go get a physical with your doctor, they do do vitamin D tests. Sometimes insurance companies don't cover them, but it's always a good idea to get a vitamin D test. The next one obviously is calcium. Um, The thing with calcium is that you don't want to take it by itself. There are other um, 
vitamins and minerals that you should be taking with calcium. So calcium really is not the end all be all. There is also magnesium that is good for your bones and vitamin K2. So like I said, you know, before taking calcium on its own is not going to do the job because all of the vitamins and minerals I just mentioned work synergistically together. So you can't really take one without the other. So let me go a little bit deeper into that. So vitamin K2 has been labeled vitamin D3's natural partner. So what happens is vitamin D3 ensures that calcium is absorbed easily while actually K2 directs calcium to your bones. Um, I don't, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So it also activates the protein hormone called osteocalcin, which is produced by osteoblasts. So osteoblasts are cells that form new bone, um, which is needed to bind calcium into the matrix of your bone. So if you're only taking calcium, it may not know where to go. K2 helps that. And so does D3. So it's good to take those together along with magnesium. And um, that will definitely help your bones stay healthy. That's interesting that there's so many parts working together and and Mm -hmm. pick one out of the equation and you're not getting the benefit that you probably think you're getting. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. So vitamin D3, calcium, K2, and magnesium. Those are the four Mm -hmm. you're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. And magnesium is a great supplement. You know, it helps with digestion. It also um, helps as a sleep aid. Um, also a lot of people are deficient in magnesium. So taking a magnesium supplement is, you know, it's also a good thing. And I'm not a big fan of supplementation all the time. You take it when you need to, the best, you know, bet is to get your vitamins and minerals through your food. And so, you know, some of, for example, vitamin D, you know, you can get that through sardines. I know that's probably not something that you want to eat every single day. I thought you were going to say the obvious one and, and, you know, drink, drink your milk, right? (laughs) Instead you threw a curveball in there, get get your sardines. That's not one I would have. (laughs) I know, I know sardines. Um, you know, you can spice up your sardines. You can put some spicy mustard on it, spritz of lemon, chopped tomato, maybe on some, you know, really healthy grain-free bread or some Ezekiel bread. You know, you can do that. Salmon and eggs. Eggs are always good. Salmon's always good. Um, I try it and tell me. <laughs> did, you say, did you say salmon is also good? Salmon, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I, I I could very easily do salmon. I'm not sure about the sardines. I'd have to give that a trial run. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, it's probably not what everyone wants to hear, but it's uh, packed with vitamin D. So, (laughs) but you know, that's where supplementation comes in. So sure. Yeah. The, the other thing is, is vitamin K again, you know, K2 and D3, they do have supplements out there that combine the two. Um, But you can get your vitamin K from leafy green vegetables, such as Brussels sprouts, broccoli, bok choy, spinach, watercress, collard greens. Um, You know, I I don't think vegetables are always on the top of the list for people. So what I have found, like with cauliflower, is that you can put it in your smoothie. Um, I put a lot of vegetables in my smoothie, along with like a banana and and almond butter, and you can't even taste the vegetables in there. So if you're adverse to vegetables, put some cauliflower in your smoothie, put some spinach, put some, put any of those leafy greens in, and you're not able to taste them. So I will say one way you can experimented with that some we we put a lot of spinach in our uh, in our smoothies and um, I can see the cauliflower doing the same thing. So yeah, that's yeah. a great way to, to trick yourself into getting your vegetables. 
Yep. That's very smoothie, a banana, like you said, the, the, the flavor of that fruit overpowers uh, mm-hmm. in there and, and you can definitely get some good vegetables first thing. In the mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And smoothies are very filling. You know, if you make a smoothie that has, you know, fruit and, and some really good leafy greens in there along with cauliflower, you know, that just adds bulk to it and that will fill you up and, you know, hopefully sustain you throughout the morning. So, yeah, great idea. Yeah. Um, the other vitamin K um, foods, lentils, chickpeas, you know, lentils are great, easy to make. You could throw them in a pot of water with stock and carrots and other vegetables and have a really healthy soup. Uh, the other thing that I really love that has vitamin K is pumpkin seeds. So what I've done is um, sauteed raw pumpkin seeds in ghee, which is clarified butter and sprinkle them over a salad. And it's very, very tasty. So oh. I, I'm not familiar with ghee. What's clar- what is clarified butter? What does that mean? So clarified butter is the butter has been melted down and not boiled, but maybe simmered off so that you get rid of all of those allergenic properties like lactose. Oh. Uh, so it's actually, I prefer ghee uh, just because some people are lactose intolerant sure. and, you know, and some people are um, dairy intolerant. So the ghee is a really good butter substitute. It's just like butter. It looks like butter and it has a very um, high content of heat. So it can take heat really well, just okay. like olive oil, you know, like virgin olive oil, you don't want to put it in the oven um, just because it doesn't do well. Ghee is a very high temperature type of cooking okay. um, butter. So yeah. You just find this at the grocery store. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My eyes open. Yeah. For. Ghee. Do you buy ghee? Yeah. I but I've heard of it. Oh, you've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, that's yeah. Good. Ghee is wonderful. It's really good. So Great. Um, chia seeds, you know, good vitamin K grass fed meat um, is also good. So those, those are things that you can eat to get your calcium and, and, and in those vitamins of vitamin K, vitamin D and so on. Awesome. And I don't, I don't want to just pass over. You did say grass fed meat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, (laughs) now we're on the right track here. (laughs) Excellent. Sardines, grass fed meat. (laughs) Yeah. Happy cows grazing in the pasture. So uh, hi there. So. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent. So great, great suggestions. Yeah. I mean, these are all good things that, um, you know, are, are, I'm certain are good for us in so many ways, but uh, it's good to think about it in terms of bone health, especially mm-hmm. with these numbers that you shared with us, um, in yeah. particularly for, for the women. Right. Um, but yeah, just some, some great things that you can throw into your diet without a lot of effort and do some good for yourself. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, you know, some things that you probably want to eat in moderation or, you know, maybe completely get rid of um, soda, soda and soda diet. Soda is not good for bone health. Um, It contains high amounts of phosphorus, which with a low calcium diet can cause um, excess calcium excretion excretion and put your bones at risk. So um, soda, not a good thing. Salt, um, you know, we still need salt in our diet in moderation, but when you eat a lot of processed and packaged foods, such as frozen dinners, you know, breakfast cereals have a lot of salt in them, you know, you're just ingesting additional salt. So watching your salt intake is important. Uh, Caffeine, um, you know, if you drink coffee in moderation, maybe one to two cups a day, great. Uh, But caffeine is also in energy drinks and teas, you know, and so you have to watch your caffeine. 
Um, and then I hate to say this, but milk has really not been shown to increase oh, no. bone health. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't think you were going to say that. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh no! So all these yeah. uh, milk commercials that are playing in my head right now are, are maybe <laughs> yeah. slightly misleading, huh? Yeah, it, it it's you know I mean I know it's for years you know milk has been touted to help your bones and yeah. and you know it's it's really not. Um, there are much better ways to support your bone health, like with the things I just mentioned, yeah. other than milk. So okay, interesting. I I that. That's surprising to me. I would yeah. not have crossed that one off of my bone health list, but um, yeah, we'll have to I'll have to experiment with that one too. It's our Come on, yeah. <laughs> we're not having milk tonight. We're having sardines. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start eating your cereal dry. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> no, these these are all great yeah, suggestions. Great good good suggestions. things to be aware of. For sure. So obviously the things that we eat um, play a vital role in our overall health, especially as you've mentioned in our bone health. What about exercise? Does that do anything for us? Oh, absolutely. Exercise is very good um, for helping maintain your bone health. So there is a PubMed study. Are, are you guys familiar with PubMed? Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay. So PubMed did a study and um of 60 premenopausal women aged 25 to 50, and they were randomly assigned to a control group and they were supposed to jump. So the one group performed 10 jumps with 30 seconds rest between jumps twice daily for 16 weeks, while the other group uh, performed the same protocol with 20 jumps. And after 16 weeks, they found that their bone mineral density uh, was improved uh, by just doing this short amount of exercise, okay, cool. which, you know, is great news because some of us do more than that. And if you want to keep it to a minimum, at least you'll know that you are doing what you can to maintain your bone health. Um, so again, some of us don't want to be jumping around, you know, that some of us can't do that because we're at the age where we have bad knees, perhaps, you know, maybe some back issues. And, you know, as we get older, that happens. So, you know, any type of walking, walking is probably the best exercise. You know, you can get out there, walk and, and, and build your cardio as well as maintain your bone health. Um, the other thing is Pilates. Pilates is amazing. You know, Pilates focuses on your core and that is always good to have um, light weights. So if you're not a big weightlifter, don't start out, you know, really heavy, just work. Just, uh, just kind of get things started off with uh, a little bit of resistance training and yeah yeah exactly um yoga yoga is a big thing for me i've done yoga for many many years and um in addition to mental wellness um you know yoga is exercise because it does build bone health i know a lot of people say you know i'm not flexible enough for yoga but it's more about strength and holding those poses. And, yeah. and so yoga is a really good alternative. Plus it's not, it's not hard on your joints, you know? So. Awesome. Well, Melanie, unfortunately that's about all the time that we have to visit with you, but you've brought up some great stuff. Yeah. I mean, great, great uh, suggestions for diet, uh, D vitamin D3, magnesium, 
calcium, K2, those are the vitamins we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're, looking for we're, look, we're looking at walking as far as uh, activities are concerned, mm-hmm. uh, a little <laughs> bit of resistance training in there, all, all good stuff. Thank yeah. you for coming yeah. and sharing that with us today. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, you have a, a great uh, afternoon and uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to run into you again sometime. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. Thank Thanks, you. Melanie. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, good stuff. So <laughs> hey, that milk. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll experiment with a few of those things. No, no, all good things. All good things. Yeah. Hey, just to kind of wrap things up here mm-hmm. really quickly, we want to invite people to head on over to one of our sister websites, the 50 over 50.com. Mm-hmm. Bunch of great stuff over there. You're going to find the entire list of the fittest 50 over 50. Some of the most amazing and inspiring right. athletes anywhere on earth. Just incredible stuff. We've also got the winner of mm-hmm. the rockingest over 50. And yes, then of course you can nominate your change makers there as right. well. We also want you to hit up. This is your epic.com to register and learn more about Epic virtual events. Mm-hmm. And Lil, don't forget that team registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is going to start on January 1st. Oh my goodness. We're going to start talking about <laughs> registration again already. Individual registration is March 1st. Right. If you're a team captain or looking to register a team, save your team's place for the games. Coming up in uh, October 2021, January 1st is your day to get on and register. Uh, You can find this episode as well as previous episodes right on our website at SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought is by the one and only Winston Churchill, who said, The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Good stuff, right? Good. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.